0: I bought the Seafarers expansion. I feel like I told you guys. Yeah, it was good. It was real good.
1: Yeah, we like Seafarers. We just like, sometimes it's just more effort. Like, if not not everyone knows it, we're like, ah, okay, we'll yeah. just play the original.
0: Yeah, the learning curve thing is a problem for board games. You really need to play with kind people who are willing to explain. Yeah. And that's not always the case. <sighs> I don't want to be that guy sometimes.
1: We always make Sagar teach, like, the new people. It's
2: so much pressure. Yeah. I feel like you have it down, yeah. though. I have Catan d- down, but I just, it's too much pressure sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that pressure. Well, should we do this? Start the show? Same. Do the thing. Hello, friends. Welcome back to this week's episode of Big Brain Small Talk. Yes. The usual usual. Zanes here. We're accompanied by Sonia, my fiance.
1: Hey. Hey. So
2: if I'm a little toned back this episode, that's why. Oh, my God. Um, we have a fun topic this week. We're talking about friendship. Uh, we're, we're sticking with our through line of change, so we're going to explore some of the ways... Friends have affected us through our time, how we've made friends. But before we get into that, as we do with every pod, we're going to start off, talk about our drink of the week, maybe a fun fact, something interesting that happened. Amin, do you want to kick us off?
1: Sure, sure. Okay, I had this drink and I finished it, but.
2: Oh, why did you finish it?
1: I was <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is it my technology issues and delaying the pod by 57 minutes? Yeah, my bad. Sorry. Gary. We
2: each get one a season. I, I did one. Zane, you got one. It's
1: all good. We're done now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had hot chocolate because I'm a child. And even though it's 60 degrees out, forever cold. So um, I usually have Swiss miss, And it's like just water in this packet. So it's not fancy or anything. But I swear by it. It's better than... All the fancy brands. So, big mm, Swissmas house okay. over here.
0: Swissmas.
2: She's not wrong, though. I feel like we've tried with expensive mixes and, like, using milk and warming it on the stove. Turns out, hot water and this powder gets it done.
0: I can't say I make hot check on the reg, but that sounds nice.
2: Hot chocolate. It's both sad and impressive. <laughs> uh, do you have anything fun to share with us this week? I mean, that you came across? Fun fact? Something interesting?
1: Fun fact. Oh, Chick-fil-A is... Releasing a cauliflower sandwich? Did you guys see that?
2: Oh uh, yeah, I saw.
1: They're like pilot testing I don't know
0: how it. I feel about it? What do you mean? You don't know how you feel. What do you mean you don't know how you feel?
1: You've had it.
2: Is that imply that I should have a strong positive or negative reaction?
0: I think everyone should have a positive reaction to it. You don't have to eat it, but this just means more humans in the world can get their beautiful Chick-fil-A have a blessed day at the end of their experience. I, I want everyone to experience Chick-fil-A, okay. vegetarians included. Come on. Ah.
1: Well, I went as a vegetarian. Like when me and my sister were vegetarians in high school, we'd go all the time and just eat fries and yeah. sweet tea. And it was, yeah, <laughs> not very balanced, but I'm, I'm interested. They're like, they're pilot testing it right now in Denver and then North and South Carolina. So eventually mm-hmm. it'll hit Texas. Do you
0: think they'll hit Texas soon? Or do you think we'll be last... And like, you know, can't offend uh, the, the Texas blood. Like, how dare you?
2: <laughs> how strong is the chicken lobby in Texas? <laughs> I think we'll get there. I think we'll get there. we're probably like a more welcoming market. Like Austin, I feel like would be the first in Texas. Mm. Or maybe Houston. There's a lot of food consumed in yeah, Houston.
0: there's a lot of food consumed in the city. <laughs>
2: um, Zane, what you got for us?
0: All right. I am drinking an iced Americano made at home. For those who don't know, that I haven't had a chance to brag to yet, I got an espresso machine. Uh the machine was a gift. And this will be both my drink and my story. But espresso is expensive. Um, and that's annoying, right? I I my my family always asked me, like, what kind of stuff do you want for your birthday? And I'd throw shit out there. I don't do a lot of research. I was like, oh yeah, espresso setup would be cool. Help me with that. So they got me a machine. And I was like, "Bet that that's great. Let me get the machine going. Let me get some beans. But what do you do with these beans? You gotta you gotta grind those things up. <laughs> and well, apparently, espresso bean grinders are hella expensive, hella expensive. And uh, I had to drop like two hundred dollars on like a nice espresso
2: grinder. Don't say had to. Okay, don't say had to. Don't all say all the research
0: to. pointed to the grinder is where you should spend your buck. That is where you need to invest and get the highest quality grind." Your machine can even be, you know, less nice, but the grinder is where it needs to be nice. And so I splurged, I got bougie, I blew some money, and I got a nice grinder, but it doesn't end there. Then you want a nice portafilter, you need a tamp, you need some needle things, I got this (laughs) magnetic ring that sits on my puck. It's, it's a lot. And accessories don't end there. I want, I want other stuff. I want spoons. I want muds. I want a lot of stuff. And this is going to burn a hole in my wallet, but I'm excited because I get to drink iced americanos every morning and it's fucking fantastic.
2: So the taste, like, value is there. <clears throat> Take out the cost. Like, this is something you prefer better than store-bought. Um, TBD. <laughs> that's, that's a big yikes for me. If that wasn't a very clear value proposition, say, that's a big red flag. I will
0: say TBD because I think this is half an art. Yeah. And you need to understand how many grams you need per serving that work best with your machine and your grind size. You need to figure out if a filter is going to help you or not, if you need a screen. Um, and then how, how at the end, how, how do your shots taste? If you're pulling them and they taste well, you need to find the kind of beans that you like. There's a lot of work that goes into refining the art perf- perfectly. And I can't say I've done that yet. So is the value there? If I can get good at this,
2: yes, it exists. Okay, yeah. it exists. Yeah, okay. I'll say I'll I'll f- steal the mic from you, but I'll say we did buy um our friends the Diora shout out if you're listening to this a housewarming gift. Hey, did they tell you about this? No, what was it? So they also have a nice espresso setup, and they're a, of our bougie friends, the bougiest. <laughs> so we bought them a puck sucker.
0: I have heard. So they, I have heard.
2: They have this like, they had this like trash bin looking thing with a bar across. It kind of <laughs> gets gross. It has, there's like buildup from the pucks. So I, we bought them a thing where you put it down and it like vacuums the puck out of the thing. Supposedly doesn't work <laughs> well right now. I'm hoping that's user error because it was not, it was like not cheap. I hear you, but like, you
0: know what I do with my porta filter when I'm done? I flip it upside down and I tap it on yeah. my trash can, and boom, it falls out. I don't know why it needs to be sucked out. You just, you just
1: tap it on the trash can.
2: Look, I think it's a thing. <laughs> it's cooler, it okay? It we, I
1: think we were signed by an Instagram
2: ad.
0: Yeah, damn those Instagram ads. Okay, well, like I say this now, but in two weeks, I'm probably going to want one of my own. Don't
2: so, buy it. Don't buy it because we'll it. buy it for your housewarming for you. <laughs>
0: housewarming. Let's figure yeah. out how long I'm in Seattle.
2: Yikes.
1: That's the spirit. (laughs) That's the
2: spirit, says Sonia. (laughs) Um, Sagar, what's yours? So my drink of the week is a solid Kirkland organic coconut water. Okay. We had a really good um, meal week. Like we've been cooking at home a lot, not really eating out that much. And uh, we got to hit Costco, which is both my favorite store and Amin's least favorite store in the world. So it's (gasps) quite the dynamic when we're in there. I mean, we've generally agreed that she just doesn't come with me when I go, but this time—yeah, I
1: shouldn't, I shouldn't go.
2: Yeah, this time she came. Anyways, I got this uh, organic coconut water, which was way cheaper than the stuff that was right next to it. That's like super marketed and branded, and I think it gets the job done. Wow, I'm a, I'm a net promoter.
0: I mean, <clears throat> get the job done
2: or like heightening your daily experience? There's a difference. That was, does it the, just but that's the, the, the job done. That doesn't sound good to me. That's the job. The job is to make me feel good and healthy, and it does
1: that. Okay.
2: Anyway.
0: Okay,
1: cool.
2: Yeah. Hey, don't sleep on Costco, Sonia.
1: I'm about to go today.
0: I was gonna go right after I
1: don't get it. It's just like- It's amazing. I, it, I think it's the bulk that bothers me. Like if I want a carton of milk or a thing of yogurt, like the options are just like the king size. Like it's just, it's so excessive. Or like a single tomato. I just want one. Heck yeah. And it just makes me mad that we have Inject to-
2: Inject that into my veins. <laughs> six pack, six gallons okay. of milk. Let's go.
1: It just makes me mad that we have to make an extra stop when we could have just gone to the one store in the first place.
2: I respect but- that.
1: It's Sagar's, like, passion. But it's fun.
2: Don't you enjoy
0: the experience? Don't you enjoy going I in there?
1: I think it's more like a high-stress thing, because, like, we, like, ask you, check in with each other, like, oh, like, would you want this? Would you want that? And it, like, sucks to be the person who's like, no. Why would I oh want, my like, God. a gallon or, like, several gallons of milk? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to be the person that says no. So Sagar should go on his own, for sure. I do go.
2: I go mostly alone, and will be going alone in the future.
0: I want I want you to share your Costco shopping list with me. And I, I'm gonna share you mine because I want like more ideas oh, yeah. of what I should be getting from Costco. I got you. Um yeah. Okay. I will tell you what I got.
2: Take that offline. But
1: this is a this is a family trait by the way. My my dad loves Costco. Ah. Um, and he only goes alone. Like my mom just like that's his like outing and he goes and <laughs> my mom's not about it, but he comes back with all sorts of we share
2: this gene. We share this Costco gene. Oh yeah. Gosh. She gets mad at him too. I love it. It's like, <laughs> why did you buy three pounds of smoked salmon? <laughs> what are we going to do with this? Yo, smoked but salmon. But you and I both know this. You're you're walking in Costco. Something's on sale plus an in-store coupon. And you're like, ah. Oh, yeah. Deal. I want it. Yeah. 100%. It happens. 100%. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I don't have like a fun nerdy fact this week, but I will say. I've been buying pieces to build my own computer at home. What? Sonia's been the recipient of a bunch of packages. It's been a whole thing. Mm. And I just wanted to bring this up because I didn't realize. I was actually re-listening to one of our pods. Mana brought up the idea of like the sneaker culture and how it's like such a thing. I know computers are complicated. I get it. But the variation Yeah, And like the following of PC builds and the amount of customization that can go into every single detail down to the wire color type, (laughs) it it honestly was overwhelming. And like, I have a friend who's helping me come like through this, but I just got to say, I was like quite impressed with what's out there in the market. Like not, not being like completely oblivious to technology. I feel like I've learned a lot in the process. Then things that I didn't think I'd ever care about, I'm like, oh yeah, this really does matter. Like positive, negative pressure within the CPU case matters. Man. You have to toggle the fan speeds and the fan sizes to make sure that there's enough air movement. And it, it's it's crazy. But special appreciation to those of you that are into the tech world and building these pieces. Um, much respect.
0: So can we get a quick shout out for what games you're going to play on your new PC setup?
2: So I I think... My first game, because a lot of my friends play it, mm. it, is gonna be Valorant.
0: Oh, you know, Mata plays that all the time.
2: I know, I know, <laughs> but I'm scared to. I'm scared to play with him until I know if I'm like really good or bad. I'd like I have fear about that. <laughs> so maybe I'll build my skill up and then be like, hit him up. I think he um, he he probably
0: judge you, but won't say anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't like that. I need to be like at least decent. But there's some like open world games I like to play and then probably some like some of the racing games would be pretty fun. Oh uh, with yeah with like a nice setup. Yeah. Right? Like my computer cannot handle that stuff right now. So. Um
0: Drive to Survive. Yeah. Drive
2: to Survive? Oh
0: my god. <laughs> drive to Survive it's is so, good. so so good. It is so good. Um it's it's got everything for someone who I've not watched a real season, right? Because I started Drive to Survive like two weeks ago. And I'm in 2020, so I'm the third season in. And it is so amazing what goes on in the sport, like the drama and interactions and everything between team principals and drivers and engineers and ownership and going week to week of what's happening. I've been told that they over-dramatize compared to real life. But if you haven't seen Breakpoint, it's Netflix's equivalent for tennis and I think they did a pretty good job of bringing that same kind of drama to the tennis circuit. Um, so TBD how that plans out
2: It's the same people right? I'm not sure about the people but it definitely I'm pretty sure it's the same team.
1: okay very cool. We're like we're like 20 minutes into breakpoint it's it's really good. Yeah good so far.
2: Dang, I like it. Oh, I'm so glad you're getting oh. into this.
0: Into Into Drive to Survive? Does Sonya watch too?
1: I haven't watched Drive to Survive, no, but though.
2: maybe this will convince her.
1: No, okay. Do it. I mean, I want to. I feel like everyone who watched it got really into F1 and I like missed the boat. No, no, no. I'm
0: just joining the boat now. And like, I have like my favorite drivers and there's people I enjoy. Who is it? I like Danny. I like Danny Ricardo. <laughs> he's
2: awesome. He's my, fa- he's my favorite too.
0: Yeah, maybe I need to pick someone new because he's the third driver in Red Bull now. But um, yeah, through through twenty twenty, I like him in Renault. I like him. I like him. He's good. You don't need to like Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, he's number one, sure. But there's other people out there.
2: Ricardo's personality feels like it matches yours pretty well. I feel maybe. Like you guys would be like good maybe. Maybe. I don't think I can hang. He's cool. I like him. I like him. Mm. All right. All right. So let's um, let's jump into let's jump into our topic today. We're talking about friendships. Um, It's something I feel like actually touches on a lot of other topics we've hit on this season, but we thought it's important enough to bring up in its own podcast, talk about how we've changed over time through our friends, um, how we make them, what they mean to us, tease a little bit about our sibling relationships. We're all younger siblings in a way Zane's a middle yeah Um, me and Sonia are both younger so I'm super excited to to dig in here I mean let's start with something basic yeah I'll I'll shoot this to you Zane let's do it let's let's keep it simple let's talk about making new friends how has that changed like as a kid in college post-grad now we're kind of adults yeah what has changed for you
0: I think I think two things have changed like the process by which you make friends what feels simple and how you do it. And then also the type of friends you're looking for, right? So if we're talking about just how we make friends, it is infinitely harder as an adult, right? And I'll speak to myself.
2: Retweet. Yeah, I'll speak to
0: myself as like a very unique situation of having moved new to Seattle. It's, It's difficult to break out into different groups and make new friends. So... As you grew up, you were in school and you were, you know, just placed in a situation where you're around these other kids who are in a similar demographic. They grew up in the neighborhoods you grew up in. They were um, in eight to five, the same situation as you were in. There's a lot of similarities that just come up from that. And it becomes easier to make friends in high school. Also... You're kind of forced to make friends with them because you're around them. So it's sink or swim. You make those friends or you don't and you move on. Yeah. Then when you get to college, your pool is just much larger. You kind of now have to either pick the friends that you had and cultivate those relationships or make new ones. And so for me, I was just put in a situation where when I started college, I kind of started over like all of the people that I keep up with now. Um, that I consider my best friends, you guys included. I didn't know you guys before college, and I had to, like, find those relationships and pick them because I I found something in them, right, as opposed to the ones I already had.
2: Was that natural attrition, though? Or did you make a choice of, like, Zayn came from Houston, Austin's not that far. Did you have a contingent group of friends that were coming to UT? Yeah. And you're like, got to start over. No,
0: I mean, there were people from high school who came over, right? But then there's, like, a natural drift, where they're also doing their own thing and you're doing your own thing. And you can make the effort to keep those relationships going, which I think I did for some, but then you just have this new world of opportunities where you can make new connections easily. We've never told the pod probably about how me and Sagar met, but like I met him freshman year through another friend of mine who I had classes with, and this fucker would just come over all the time, steal my bike, he would take my bike, and ride my bike back to his dorm and keep it. And you keep the bike for a couple of days. And I'd be, able to be like, hey, can I have my bike back? And that's that's how our friendship started fresh. This year. was like
2: day two of me knowing him. I'm like, <laughs> day two. I appreciate that though. That was a far walk for me. So thank it you.
0: A, it was a far walk for him. So I was like, yeah, you can have my if bike. I
2: never thanked you at the moment.
0: Um, And so, you know, situations like that come up where you have to pick your friends and pick your relationships. Now, fast forward past college. And now, you know, I think we're working, we have moved around as we've had to. And I'll have to say, I've done a terrible job of finding new friends in Seattle. I just feel very, very fortunate to have a social circle that already exists here. And for all my friends who are in Seattle who are listening to this, I love you guys. (laughs) Um, Because they just, they were here from undergrad and there's like a ton of them. And I feel very, very blessed to have them here that I can just plug into. Move into a city that wouldn't have those friends, I think I would really struggle at 30 to make new friends. So yeah, I think I've slowed down and I've come to a point where it's harder to make new friends. One thing I will plug though is <clears throat> as speaking for myself, someone who's single, what I have found through dating is a lot of the times your partner's friends can kind of come up and be your friends and that's like a new way to find people. So that's one thing I'm cognizant of is like, you know, as you date, you make new friends by becoming friends with the people who you're partners with. And um, those are kind of like new relationships that you could build over time. And I I kind of foresee that being one thing in my life is like one day I think I'm going to have to like cultivate those relationships as well. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that. (laughs)
1: Have you ever, have you ever gotten a friend out of dating? Like instead of like becoming a partner, have you ever just made a friend? Cause like there's apps that do similar yeah, things.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if we talked about this on the relationship episode, but I probably did it. But A, after I break up with someone, I don't want to be friends with them. Oh. <laughs> there's too much history there. So if we have dated, if we have even remotely dated, like a like a one date off. Of what's the bar?
2: Yeah. Is it what What's one date?
0: It's anything. Yeah. Even if we've like, even if we've, wow. even if we've been on just one date or if we've dated for months or if we've dated for years, I do not want to be friends with an ex. I think it's unhealthy and I don't know how people manage it, but like, yeah, if there's even any level of that kind of attraction, I don't know. I want to be friends with you. It's I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to risk meddling into this weird territory where, We are friends, but I might still be attracted to you and things
2: might get messy. Are you saying you're not attracted to me, Zane?
0: I think not at all.
2: (laughs) Is that that why we're so friends? Wow. Zero percent attraction, Sagar. Wow. (laughs) That's so rude.
0: Um, But that's how I operate. And yeah, I I don't think I can do that. I, I hear you about meeting friends through dating, but I don't think I can do it. I'm not, maybe I'm not mature enough.
2: That's definitely usually the answer. <laughs> I mean, what do you, Sonia, what do
0: you think? What's your what take?
2: Do you
1: have? Yeah. Um, I felt different in college. Like I think what makes making friends hard is being aware that you need to make friends because like as a kid, like I just, uh, I didn't think about it. You know, you're, you're right. It happens naturally, but I felt like that applied to college too. I, at UT, I had like a really hard first year. Like I just, I kind of wanted to transfer. I didn't really like being there. And it didn't even occur to me that it was because of a lack of friends until I like had a friend group and I felt like I loved it there. And obviously that was the reason why I had friends. Mm. Uh, I just, it didn't occur to me that that's what makes or was making or breaking my happiness at the time. Um, But picking friends, like you said, that's hard. And that's something that's hit me like post-grad, like having to go out and make friends and being conscious of the fact that like I am attempting to do this with you, that's, that's really tricky for me. Yeah. But I, I do think most of it's in in our heads. Like what it takes to make a friend is as simple as like having one thing in common. Like Zane, I think that you and I got closer because we read the same book. Like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So most of my adult friends are like, Oh, you know, try this book or try this TV series or whatever it might be. It's not as hard as we make it, but it's, mm. it's just, I don't know. It, it's being like self-conscious of, of yeah. it. Yeah.
2: So I, I agree with Zane in that my friendships as a child were basically out of like necessity and convenience. Like I hung out with the people in my neighborhood. Convenience. I, I carpooled with them to school. We carpooled back home. I lived next to someone who was my age, my grade. We played basketball at like the neighborhood who played football in the yard down the street. So like it was out of convenience, um, but I think I grew up with them. So, like, we someone brought, like, this cool new game into the group and we all started to love this new game. Like, that's how it happened. We got into, like, Magic together, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Super Smash. Like, it all we all grew up. So, <laughs> they became people who I had interest with, but, like, that's just because, like, that's who was around me and it was easy to walk to their house. Yeah. But I will say, in college, to Zane's point, The pool was so big. There were just so many people of such diverse backgrounds. Mm. It took so little to, like, become buddy-buddy with someone. Yeah. Like, I would be at a party playing a non-alcoholic drinking game (laughs) and, like, just being partners with someone, immediate Facebook friends, like, hey, let's hang out next weekend if you're out. That's all it took, which is kind of crazy because I think the bar now is, like, yeah, people's tastes have developed they have more opinions there's like my time is more valuable and so you have to like check all these boxes before you're like wow this is someone i'm ready to like commit my time and energy to whereas like it was almost non-existent before like i'll be friends with anyone you want to hang let's do it yeah like i'll do whatever It's not the case now. I'm very picky. Yeah. To a fault, probably.
0: (laughs) Well, do you think that is a fault? Do you think it's a bad thing for us to now be picky? And I wouldn't say it's just us three on this pod. I think most people in our age bracket are picky about the friends that they try to make. Do you think that's a bad thing that we're now picky at 30 trying to make friends?
1: I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, it's just how you choose to spend your time. You value your time. I mean, we're all going to work. So the time that you have Hmm. that's free, you're trying to be a little more precious with it. Yeah. I mean,
0: the reason I ask is I've said it on the pod before, but I do consider myself introverted. And I think being picky is a symptom of that because I'm happy to be in my own company. I don't need to always be surrounded by friends and people and go out and have a good time and this and that. And so because I know I'm happy with myself, I think that means that I'm picky when I look for that's people. That's your to bar.
2: Meet. Yeah, that's your bar.
0: That's my <laughs> bar.
2: You gotta be better than me.
0: <laughs> for the new friends I'm trying to make, <laughs> you gotta be better than me. <laughs> Cause my own company's pretty damn good.
2: I love that confidence. Um, I love that confidence. I'm here for it. <laughs>
0: Why? What do you think is the rationale for us being picky at this age? It can't be because we're like, I don't know, lazy or some shit. I don't know. What it, I don't know why we're picky.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think... good.
1: I was just going to say, like, my pickiness comes from, like, you know, in college, you get so close to your friends, and it's so easy for them to just know you at this point. Mm. Like, you fall back into everything really, like, easily. There's, just, like, very little work mm. involved. Like, having fun is effortless. So like I feel like meeting new people, you really have to like try, and that's that in itself can be kind of annoying. Yeah,
2: I hear you. Okay, so let's let's explore this idea of like old friends. Talk about how you maintain some of those friendships, or do you need to maintain those friendships? So like, can you talk to someone you haven't spoken with in years who are you really close with, and you can just like fall back into it? I think Zane and I have talked about this. We have differing opinions here, but I mean, you're saying. There are like baseline core friends that you can like step away from and then come back to and it's like nothing ever changed.
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: So do you feel like you do need to maintain those relationships or like once you get to a level, you're good?
1: No, I think you have to maintain them. But I'm just saying maintaining them isn't work. It's just I don't know there's something kind of effortless about someone who already knows you and knows your background and knows your sense of humor you know, they're not going to get offended. Like, I feel like when I meet a new person, I like water myself down a little bit because I'm like, okay, shit, watch what you say.
0: Mm. I don't know. Oh, no.
1: Do you not do that? <laughs> no one
0: wants diluted, Sonia. <laughs> we don't want diluted, Sonia. We need Sonia and concentrate. <laughs> Inject it. <laughs> Inject it.
2: So let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about the role of friends in your life. I think we've talked about like how we made them, what they mean. What, what do you get out of friendships? Like what, what's, what is it for you? What's the goal? Like not to make it too formulaic, but are there different roles? Are all your friends one role? Like what are the, what roles do friends play in your life? I mean, what do you think?
1: Um, there's different roles for sure. Like I said, I, you know, we have like really close friends and then I have friends that I'm kind of like making along the way, you know, trying to like make adult friendships, which is challenging, but they're usually, like I said, they're centered around something. So I have like work friends that I've made that are all about advertising. And then I have like, I have like book friends um, where I specifically talk to like certain people about books and that's fine. Like we do kind of what Zane was saying. We like meet up for a certain amount of time and we talk about this thing and that's perfect. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having like different friends for different Things. Yeah. I don't know. I've had a yoga friend. I've had a pottery friend. Like, Ooh. I don't know. It kind of goes with hobbies.
2: These are very productive friendships. Where's the like, where's the <laughs> eat <laughs> eat food friend? Is that me? So <laughs> Am I, I the food eat friend? food friend?
1: <laughs> or eat food friend.
2: Where's the like, sit and like, movie friend? That, that could also be me.
1: Those are like college friends, or you just do whatever. Like, I could do any of those things with those friends. But like, in, in, an effort to like establish a connection with someone it kind of centered around a hobby or a thing that we had in common so that's what it became
0: yeah i hear you
2: not to derail this question but i feel like that's a a really good point i feel like you you almost need that like one anchor or one hook like when you're making a new Mm. friends at our age there needs to be like some connection whereas i feel like earlier you don't really need that. You just need like presence.
1: It was in college. It was just drinking. Like, yeah. Our connection, yeah, is, yeah
2: alcohol. <clears throat> but even now, yeah, you, it's like you can't just be drinking at our age. You need like something, like if it's fitness or if it's books or pottery or like, yeah, espresso machines. Yeah. Even like something needs to be there. Mm-hmm. So this is an interesting point. Like, that's kind of like, I guess you have to figure that out in the yeah. first few conversations.
1: I, maybe that's just my strategy. Like that's how I've been well, able to it's a good strategy. Yeah. try and make an adult friend.
2: What about you Zane? What, what do you look for in a friend? What are you getting out of them? What roles do they play?
0: So I'll speak more to like <clears throat> what you get out of existing friendships than making friendships, because I think I retweet what Sonia said when you're making new friends You kind of need some sort of anchor, I agree with that, about like where the friendship is headed and how to kickstart it. Find some sort of commonality that you can share and appreciate together, that makes sense to me. But I think for existing friendships, what do you get out of them? Um, I don't think they're all equal. And I'll say two things. One is what what value you derive out of the friendship could be different than the value they're deriving out of the relationship for them. For sure. And I think that took me a long time to figure out and get comfortable with, right? And it doesn't need to be a bad thing, right? If I look at Mm Sagar for for now, hypothetically as a friend, the value that I derive out of our relationship, (laughs) (laughs) the value I'm deriving out of a relationship with Sagar could be different than what he's getting out of it, right? Sagar could view me as just a guy that he's going to get fitness advice out of and he could touch base with me on his own, maybe like once every couple of weeks and ask me a question about the gym. And that could be satisfactory for what he's getting out of that relationship. That's fine. I think people need to come to terms with that. But then for me, maybe what I'm looking for out of that relationship is a lot more. And I might wanna know, um, get some relationship advice from Sagar, or I would wanna know where he's traveled and kind of get his tips on that from him or share some things about my personal life with him. And that's something that I need to be cognizant about what I want out of the relationship and be confident about it and be okay with that. Um, And both sides of the equation could be different. And I think we should come to terms with that. Expecting other people to get the same thing out of the relationship that you're getting, I think is unfair. And that's probably what hinders a lot of relationships. Um, I feel like I've lost some friendships along the way for that reason. Maybe they were trying to get too much out of the friendship than I was or vice versa, and it didn't match. And then I think it sometimes can end up in turmoil and fights about varying expectations. But taking a backseat and just appreciating friendships of varying effort amongst people is probably the best way to go. I think what I've learned at 30 is be okay with people getting different things out of friendships and just Cultivate it for your own needs
2: That's fine Can I counterpoint to your last comment? Yeah Because, so I half agree I feel like not every friendship is made equal I think we can all agree on that, right? You go to, you have your like core friends You have maybe a pottery friend, a fitness friend, a work Mm -hmm. friend But I think where I disagree is that I don't think friendships can be um, imbalanced They can't be unequal And what I mean by that is Mm. if someone doesn't want that much out of a friendship, let's say I don't really need much more from you, Zane, than, like, your fitness tips every month, and you, for me, want relationship, food, life, like, at some point, you're going to not get what you want because I'm like, why am I doing all of this? Like, I give him all this advice and energy, and all I really wanted from Zane was, like, what's my set rep, like? routine right <laughs> <clears throat> my point being is that either you have to change your expectations of the friendship and come down to the common denominator the lowest common denominator which is what i want out of the relationship or like the friendship disintegrates is my is my opinion like that's my theory i because I, I don't think they can be imbalanced within a relationship but you can have many varying levels across different friends so i like your point but like as I think about the friendships I've been developing and have had and how they've changed, it's always like you can push so hard, you can put a lot of energy and effort, but it always drops down to whoever wants like the least, if like that's the formula we're using. Just to, just food for thought. Mm. I mean, what about you? Talk about like the roles. What are you getting out of a friendship like? is there something that you look for for a certain person? Are you like energized after you talk to friends? I know it's hard to group into one thing.
1: Yeah, it is. Because like Zane said, like people play different roles. But I think for us, because me and Thadda share a lot of our friends, we kind of ended up having like a group of friends. The role has become more important. Like we're kind of in that in between where we're not you know, super obsessed with work right now. or you know, a little more established. And, you know, we don't have a family yet. So, I don't know. Friends play a huge role. And right now, in particular, we said our friends moved away and we're realizing, like, how important it is to have friends close by. Like, absolutely, we maintain our long-distance relationships, and that's lovely. But uh, it, it really does have an influence on our life. Like, when Friday night rolls around, we're like, well, shit, we really... We really should make plans. <laughs> we should really do something tonight. So I don't know. I think it's becoming. Yeah. You'd think it would like wind down, like the older we get, you know, you know, spend more family time, stuff like that. But if anything, it's like amping up how important those relationships are.
2: So speaking of family, I'll move us to a new topic because I think we all have different relationships. I'll call them friendships now. I can safely say for myself, at least, and I can see a means. And I know Zane's close, so close to his siblings. It's kind of annoying. I'm
0: jealous.
2: (laughs) Describe your relationship with your siblings and like how it's changed and maybe what what caused those changes. Um, Because I think we all have a different story, which is pretty interesting.
1: Zane, you go first. Okay.
0: I think growing up with my siblings, it was nothing but irritation. <laughs> I really did not like Nadia, my younger sister. She was extremely just irritating, right? Like would follow me around, whatever I'm doing, she would want to do. I'm playing Power Rangers, she wants to play Power Rangers, I picked up a basketball, she's picking up a basketball. Like it was constantly just like that. It was irritating, right? And then my relationship with Maria, I think um we just didn't have a lot in common. You know, her being two and a half years older than me, and me being two and a half years older than Nadia. We, we, we just always didn't have enough in common with each other. But as you kind of see, as you get older, age gaps compress. So in all types of friendships. Now I think I could like easily maintain a friendship with someone who's a decade older than me, um, but that was, was not possible when you were younger. And so all of those like irritating things and things that are non-commonalities tend to go away and get watered down. And the opposite actually becomes true where now this, my siblings for me, at least, were the people in life who I had the most common with um, for everything in terms of like, you know, the obvious, like how you're managing your relationship with your parents. Um, how are you handling your career? Um, how are you handling things like religion and dating and navigating life? I think the people in my life who have the most common with me are my siblings because they've experienced a lot of what I've experienced. We have this shared common upbringing, which is a foundation for your life, which affects how you make decisions. A lot of that is in common. So I lean on them so much for those things. You can't help but have this sort of like intimate, close relationship Um, and I value it so much. Like, I think I tell them to their face that they're my best friends because I go to them for advice. I go to them for help. I go joke with them. I take trips with them. I talk to them regularly. I share everything with them. Um, and honestly, I I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but you reflect and you see how we started when we were children. And I would never have expected after hating them so much as kids, that I, I call them my best friends now, but it is what it
2: is, right? You're just saying that because we're on the pod, right? It's really me who's your best friend because <laughs> um, they're listening to this right now. <laughs> I'll and I'll, I'll let Sonia go next, but Zane, just. Uh, Quick fire question: How many times a day do you talk to your siblings? Talk or text? Uh, either. Uh,
0: I I yeah, I text them constantly through the day. But like every day. Okay. How many times do I call? I don't call a lot of people. I probably call them
2: once or twice a week. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean.
1: Um. So I've got an older sister. Our age gap is three years. Um. And. As kids, it's pretty much the same as Zane. Like, she hated my guts. So I hated <laughs> Mostly, like, I, I was a pain in the ass, right? Like, I'm the younger sibling, so I wanted to follow her around and do what she wanted to do. And mm-hmm. she wanted to leave me at home. And um, then as teenagers... There
2: are some hilarious stories here, <laughs> by the way. If we could, like, do a, a little out, outtake... They're so funny. It's
1: brutal, man. Like and then as, as teenagers, <laughs> I was a kiss ass and she was a Hellion. So like we Ooh. just never were on the same page. <laughs> so when she went to college, like me and my mom and dad were like, like, thank God. <laughs> we need a moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I think now we're definitely better, like the friends, everything's fine. And I think it really helped that she had a kid because you know the I, I called maybe once a week but now I call every day like sometimes multiple times a day last oh, week my parents Love my that. parents were out of town and so I couldn't like call my mom so I was just calling Priya constantly <laughs> she was probably like please stop because <laughs> June June uh, my niece she can't talk right like we can have like a simple conversation and then I'm like the next half hour is just talking to Priya but I, I <laughs> Think I don't know if she would call me a friend though. I don't know if we would call each other friends. Like it's something kind of beyond that. Like if mm. if you kind of like lived through some of the shit that we lived through, like when we were teenagers and kids. Like if if Trauma. if a friend had done <laughs> some of those things, we'd be like, oh yeah, fuck you, we're like we're not going to maintain this. But just the fact that like we're siblings and we're stuck together, it, it almost like is a little freeing. Like you accept more, you're more accepting of the other person. I feel more myself with my siblings. Like I bet Soder can like, attest to this a little bit. Like, I'm way sillier with my um, sister and brother-in-law than I am with anyone else. Like, I have no filter uh, because I'm just, like, not – I'm not embarrassed. Like, they are just (laughs) (laughs) –
2: Sonia, Sonia is the nicest person.
1: <laughs>
2: Sonia's the nicest person you'll ever meet. Anyone will ever meet. Fact. But fact. boy, she is a bully to her brother in law. It is so funny.
1: Toughening him up. Yeah, there's something about
2: him being in the room where Amin becomes the meanest person there. <laughs> It's so funny. He takes it like a champ and he'll give it back too. This
0: is this is Bobby, right? Bobby, yeah,
2: her brother-in-law.
0: It's just... He's so nice. <laughs> he's so nice. Here's the thing. I've never met Bobby, but I know he's a nice man because Sagar's bachelor party trip has a group chat. And I made a joke about like, oh, on the golf course, I'm going to wear a bro tank and short shorts and everyone's going to have to deal. And Sagar was like, not in my golf cart, you're not. And Bobby was nice enough
1: to say... You can sit in my golf cart saying, I'm oh
0: like, this guy's amazing.
1: I love this guy. Oh, God. Okay, so here's the thing. Bobby is is super nice, and therefore he's, like, the favorite. My parents are, like, obsessed with him. Like, Isagar's parents are obsessed with him. It's, like, a mystery Ooh. to me why he gets so much good attention. So just to, like – create some balance in the universe. Like I just haze him mm. just like a little bit. And when I say haze him, I mean, it's been 12 years or something ridiculous. Like that. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. siblings are great. And now um, I've got Shugan and Dylan. So I feel like I'm like hey, moving from mean. like just a sister to like all these brothers and brothers are fun.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Really they are.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I never grew up with a brother and I think it's definitely affected my personality. I some may call me girly, some may call me feminine, but it is what it is, and it's because I had two sisters. And I just got Zach, my brother-in-law. And I have found like this newfound respect for having someone I could like talk about manly stuff with, but it still hasn't like fully happened. Zach and I haven't started doing that on the reg, but when it does, it's so nice. It is so nice. Feels good. Feels good, feels good. Sagar, hit us. What's your sibling take?
2: Oh yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like our archetypes are all very similar because me and my brother hated each other Mm. for the longest time. Um, and he was bigger than, he's three and a half years older than me. He was bigger than me most of our childhood, which I don't know about for sister siblings and Zane, you probably didn't do a lot of this, but we, we physically fought, like we, we broke things, we wrestled. So like, we did not use our words very well. It always turned into something physical. And then he he had like six inches to a foot on me at all times. <laughs> always had 30 to 40 pounds on me. And we just hated each other. Yeah. Like they, we, our personalities were different. He, he liked like English and history. I like math and science. Mm. He doesn't like sports. He, like I love sports. There was nothing about our personalities that were like, oh, we shared the same experience. Like to your point of like up but obviously upbringing family cultures values whatever yeah but in terms of our take on what we did he went the medical route i went like the business math route Mm. so there was like not a lot where i was like oh i can relate to this guy yeah like he's cool i'm like wow you suck and you're not good at math you're stupid (laughs) but i will say we had like a turning point um it's funny after he left the house frankly is when we became closer like he went to college I think he finally learned how to be normal. In my opinion, (laughs) he like got a college experience. (laughs) He'll deny it, but it really helped our relationship to, I think put the distance, but also like maturity changes. I think his personality changed and like now we're definitely close friends. To Amin's point, like transcends friendship. Like he's my brother. I'm not going to call him a friend, Mm. Um, but we now like, from going to not talking like once every few months back when we were like high school, college and right after, like I talked to him every day or every other day. Yeah. Yeah. And on the phone, like two to three times a week. Um, and we each have like our own niche now. So like the things that separated us, like are now the things that were like strengths for, for each other. So like my brother knows nothing about like business and finance and money. And like, that's what I help him with. And I know nothing about fashion and clothing and, that's what he helps me with. So it's yeah. like, it's gone from like conflicting to symbiotic, which is pretty cool. Mm. Um, Shikin, if you're listening to this, you still suck. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's been really like, it's been nice because I, I would hate to, for it not to be like this is like the best way to put it. Because some of the stuff that like tied us as children, like you need someone there to to help bounce things off of, to reflect with. And yeah if it wasn't healthy, like that'd be really hard.
1: I was just going to say, like, I, I felt like part of the reason I like couldn't connect with my sister when we were younger, besides the fact that we were fighting like crazy, was just the fact that we we're in different life phases. I was a kid, she was a teenager, she went to college, I was in high school. Like, we just didn't have much overlap. But that hasn't necessarily changed. Like, she's got a family now, she's mm. going to have her second kid. We are very different. But for some reason, that no longer matters. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I would love to say that now, you know, we're similar. It's not really true. We we actually have really different lives. I
0: think it has a lot to do with empathy, and I've been exploring empathy a lot in my life right now. And I feel like it's a central theme in a lot of problems. I think a lot of today's problems could be solved if people had a lot more empathy, because we tend to not otherize people, make them different from ourselves. If you could like put people, you put yourself in other people's shoes and figure out would I be making the same decisions they would be if I had all the same external stimuli, same factors, same biases? The answer is most likely always gonna be like, yes. And that empathy really drives strong relationships. Um, And I think as a kid, you're too young, too naive to have that empathy for your own siblings. But now I feel like I'm very empathetic towards a lot of people in my life and it helps me like bond with them more. Um, I, I feel that way for my sisters a lot. It's like, well, I might be doing the same thing it helps. How do you guys, it's interesting that all three of us have siblings. What do you think a single child's take on friendship would be if they didn't have siblings, right? Because I, I, the the kind of things that I gain from my relationship with my siblings, I look for that sometimes in people who are not my siblings. That kind of helps me figure out if that's a strong friend or not. Um, But someone who grew up without that kind of, relationship with a sibling of a shared background a shared story maybe some shared values and that helps a bond i wonder what a single child's relationship with friends would be like and if they crave more from friendships because they don't have a sibling
2: it would be so interesting to know the answer to this i have a theory i feel like ideally everyone has a sibling-esque person in their life so for us it's our sibling My theory is that single children, if they have the opportunity, might have longer relationships. So like the people that were their friends younger that we said we might have like, Mm -hmm. you know, trimmed out, like they may just have someone that's a longer friend because the shared relationships and experiences you're talking about, like they had that with their childhood friend. And then they like, those are the people that they can still share experiences with and, and anchor to that stuff. That'd be my theory, or that'd be my hope, is, like, they found someone early, and they grew up with that person, so they're not a sibling, but they basically are. Yeah. I wouldn't know, though. I don't know. I don't have a lot of friends that are...
1: Only childs. Children.
2: <laughs> yeah. Only children. Good point. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't think I have... I have one co-worker, but she's super nice. I don't know. There's nothing, like, different about her.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there is really a difference. Like, I... Yeah. I don't know. I, I have... I know people who aren't friends with their siblings, you know, we're very lucky that we are, um, we're using friends kind of loosely (laughs) friendly with our siblings. Um, But I don't think that's the case for everyone. And I think that's okay. Like we're not, you know, family serious, but people are flawed and it doesn't always work like that.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. And I don't think it has to like some things, you know, you don't need to force
2: there's something nice about having like a built in genetically like confirmed ride or die. But I think you can have equally that with just a childhood friend, like very possible. That is true. It's like, it's an easy button to something that most people could do with a little, little bit of another friend, you know?
0: Mm.
2: All right. Well, thanks so much on that note. Um, I'll hop us on to our, our wrap-up for the pod, which is a philosophical question. Let's do it. I feel really good about this one. Oh. I've had some bangers. I like Probably all of mine are better than all of Zayn's, and this one's probably you know, the best of mine. You
1: know what? Humble.
0: I think I agree. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just like Zayn loves himself, I love my philosophical <laughs> questions. I know where they stand. No, this is very topical, um, especially given my audience, so... My question is this, and I'll give you a, a second to think about this. Yeah. If you could bring one character to life from one of your favorite books, who would it be?
0: Oh Favorite books! Favorite books? Do you think I read a lot? What's going on here?
1: See, you read a decent amount.
2: I feel like you read a decent amount. I
0: think I read a decent amount. That's fine. Um...
2: No one reads as much as Sonya, just for the record, but you know.
1: It's a hard question. That is a hard question.
0: I feel like there's so much.
2: Let's hear them. Um, Fine. Let's hear all of them.
0: I could think of like a funny character that I want to enrich my life.
2: You're smiling a lot. So I want to hear this. Whatever's going on in your head is weird. Do
0: something for a lull because it'd be a meme. Um, pick a villain. Eek. I'm thinking, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've recently finished watching all the Harry Potter movies. Classic. But... I'd I love a little... <laughs> I'd love a little Ron Weasley in my life, <laughs> right? Because...
1: Interesting choice.
0: Like, look, I
1: don't... You I don't
0: want that
2: main character energy.
0: I don't need Harry Potter and his trauma. I don't I don't want that main character energy. I don't need that, that, that responsibility to, like, lead the story and that trauma that he's had and his skill in life. Like, we don't need someone who's, like, wildly successful and magic. No, we're good. Uh, and then... Um, we don't need Hermione because she's just too good and too perfect. But Ron is the perfect level of slightly mediocre, but also wildly entertaining and a character um, that I think I'd enjoy in my
2: life. I like it. i bring
1: that back. i bring that up. Patel, what's your answer? I'm curious.
2: So I, I had two, but they're in the same vein. <laughs> um, so, but I'll give my final answer. I'd want some Sherlock Holmes oh that's a good one i want i would love just to be around that i love like his energy his His energy intelligence (laughs) yeah he's just like the mystery like if i could go along and like solve crimes with him like i'd be the watson you know that would be really fun i like it that's the first one that came to mind i like it what do you got to mean you've read so many books
1: I yeah. know, that's why it's hard. And it's hard not to pick, like, a fantasy book because, like, I don't know, just, like, a regular person. Oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm thinking, like, Aragorn. I realize I picked, like, the human in, in that book, but I'm thinking Aragorn. Yeah,
2: I figured you'd go Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I thought you'd go Harry Potter, TBH, but... um. Not surprised at Lord of the Rings.
1: A little bit. Probably. A little bit. But I, do, I can't say I would pick Ron. That's a surprising choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Why? I'm going to hate on
0: Ron Weasley. Ronald Weasley. He's
2: entertaining. He's pretty funny.
1: Yes, that's true. I mean,
2: some runner ups, food for thought, like James Bond would have been a good one.
1: Okay.
2: Tarzan? Tarzan. Pretty funny. No?
0: Why? Yes. I know.
2: No? no?
1: I'm good.
0: Uh, negative? Pass? I don't know. Maybe Miss Frizzle. Okay, I think I was just thinking on a different spectrum than you guys. That's a good one. I was thinking of like childhood books, like Miss Frizzle from like the Magic School Bus. I was like, what if I had a little Miss Frizzle in my life?
2: Also yeah. applicable. What's wrong with that? Yeah,
0: hundred Or I was thinking like Clifford. Like I've always <laughs> thought about getting a pet. You know, maybe Clifford. I-
1: I don't
2: know. Where would you put this dog?
0: <laughs> In my tiny ass apartment? Somewhere.
1: <laughs> Zane, I know you read books as an adult. Like why why was the first thing that came up? No,
0: whenever I think of books. Zane's like I want <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> A, you know my memory is terrible. So if there's things that I have been reading recently, I don't remember. I don't remember what I've been reading. These are like core childhood memories that can't leave you. Um and that's that's what I think. Or like the boxcar Kids. I understand like this. Desire to solve mysteries that soccer has, but I didn't think of Sherlock Holmes.
2: I thought of the boxcar. I
1: really liked the boxcar children. The box yeah, those were good books. Yes. I was a fan.
2: Or um, what was the, tr- the magical treehouse? Magic treehouse,
1: yeah. Magic
2: yeah, house. yeah, yeah. Love it. Awesome friends. Well, Sonia, thank you so much for joining us. This is great. Learned a lot. This was a fun one.
1: Thanks for having me.
2: It was fun. Zane, take us out of here.